How we doing, Slick Nick? How we doing? How we doing today? It's a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Did you get your beauty rest? It looks like you did, did, obviously. I I mean, look at this guy's everyone. I mean, this guy is he's just outperforming any video that we've ever done when he was doing solo dolo videos last week. And really, if I was worried yesterday, I looked at the numbers. I'm really worried today. So we really gotta bring it, Nicholas. We gotta bring it together, tandem style, like Michael Wilbon, Tony Kornheiser. Like Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, like Michael Jackson and Blanket, you know, tag team duos is what we're looking for here. And I realized I wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing my part. So I apologize, Nick. I apologize. Our view is going to start score skyrocketing because I believe the content that we do talk about is pretty phenomenal. Oh, it's damn. I like to say, I like to say we have a hot, fresh take on it too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Compared to. Some of these other other jabronis, you know, and then but there are some people out there, I will say that they do it very well. They do. You know, a guy in my book that that I think is real authentic and does it very well is Pat McAfee. Obviously, we've talked about him a ton. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he was actually reacting a little bit the other day. I saw to Tom Brady potentially going to the Saints. I don't Plus. know if you had uh, had a chance to see that over on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube. Definitely check it out. And. uh Hey, he said uh, Tom Brady was very close to becoming a saint is what some rumors were out there or some you know news circulating because obviously Tom Brady was on the show. I That's what it's called with LeBron James's show, right? Uh, the shop. The barbershop. The shop, yeah. The shop. That's what it is. And uh, sorry, not 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 that much of a basketball guy. I only I only revolve around this uh, this world of football. So you got cut me some slack there, please. No, I'm kidding. But he did say, you know, I think we all have seen the clip of Tom Brady circling around of like, you're going to stick with that motherfucker. Yeah. And, and, you know, there were some people thinking like, oh, maybe it was the saints and, and Jameis Winston, but I don't think so. I don't think that was the case. And I've been hearing some things come out about potentially being Chicago and Mitchell Trubisky. Interesting is who he was, who he was really talking about. Oh and yeah, to me, that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense that Tom Brady would come out and be like, "Oh, you're sticking with that guy," because Tom Brady, if he did go to the Chicago Bears, would be a complete upgrade. And is it a very Chicago Bears move that they're just like, "Yeah, no, no, no interest in Tom Brady." Oh, uh, I think it could be absolutely, you know, but I think. I think if you would have put Tom Brady on that Saints team, man, would that team be be electric? Yep. And I think you would have very similar results to what you saw in Tampa Bay when Tom Brady got there. You know, just he was able to make that team a lot better. Now that team had a lot of talent, but I think I think we're starting to realize the impact a guy like Tom Brady does have on a franchise now that he has left New England. And you get to see, you know, him do his thing and what he can add to a team. Now we get to see Bill Belichick this year with a reloaded, retooled offense or retooled team. So that will be very exciting to see. But I thought that Mitchell Trubisky uh, aspect was very interesting. Oh, that's the best thing I've heard in a while. That's, uh, you know, I was all prepared to talk, talk uh, Brady maybe to the Saints, but actually, like, that's got to be who it was. I mean, now, like, 
after hearing you say that, that's got to be who it was. They're a big market team. They had been thrown around early in the Brady discussion, like very early in the Brady discussion. And then it was like, no, right? Because then remember, it was like, then yep. maybe it was going to be Cam Newton. And that was like, no, as well. So yep. it is possible that the Chicago Bears were telling teams, no, thank you. Or pl- telling players, rather. We are sticking with Mitchell Trubisky. It is possible that the Chicago Bears organization, in the most Bears move ever, told Tom Brady, no thank you, we uh, we would like to see some more of Mitchell Trubisky. It is possible that the Chicago Bears yeah. organization told Cam Newton, no thank you, we would like to continue down this path. That is crazy as hell. Because I don't believe they signed Nick Foles up until that point. You know? No, no, I think he I was think a little like- later on. I think he was later on as well. So it, it definitely is interesting. But, you know, speaking about the Bears making a mistake in that aspect, uh-huh. potentially, uh-huh. you know. I mean, we don't know yeah, if right, the Bears. Right. Allegedly. But but that shoe does fit. So, you know, we're going to play to that a little bit. But I will say this, Nick. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of Chicago Bears fans getting pretty upset um, with a lot of people just coming out and talking about the Bears should stay at Soldier Field. Yes. Uh, I did see over at Barstool, another just great content company no that doubt. you guys should definitely check out. But I did see they they came out and said, or, you know, Chicago, uh, I think it was probably Chicago Barstool. Yep. But there was a guy that came out and said, like, I can't believe they would ever consider, you know, moving outside of Chicago. Very much how, like, Mike Dicka shut that shit down yesterday and we talked about yes. it. Um, yes. You know, he was talking about, like, you know, there's like a sentimental value, but then he got into it. He's like, yeah, there might be a little sentimental value, but let's really look at the facts. The field is crap. Yep. You know, when they redid the stadium, they, they took some elements away that fans, you know, were able to enjoy. Yep. And, you know, they, they talk about the, the advantage of being outside in Chicago in the winter months you know, and being able to really have that be your home field advantage and which an easy solution to that was, well, if we get a new stadium, we could just have a retractable dome that opens up an hour before kickoff. Right. And you can still get those winter type of elements. Now, when it's raining or something like that, you can go ahead and close that dome back up. But you know what? I I am getting a little, uh, I'm getting a little exhausted on this storyline, Nick, but It does seem like uh, Bears fans are probably, too. I think pretty much every Bears fan is excited about the Bears potentially moving and creating a new facility. But where do you stand on this this, uh, Bears talk, I guess? It's it's one of these things where I I think two things. Number one, I believe the Bears deserve better. I said this yesterday. Obviously, you and I are Packers fans, but the reality is that I don't I don't want the Bears as an organization. I'm not like looking at their stadium situation and rooting against it or anything like that. The Chicago yeah. Bears are in the third largest market in the United States. They deserve much better than Soldier Field. That's first and foremost. They just do. They just deserve better. As a person that loves the city of Chicago itself as much Uh, probably more than I love the Green Bay Packers, to be honest, or at least in the same, I hold them in the same regard, you know? Yeah. Obviously, as we talked about yesterday, I think that this is the best thing for the city of Chicago is for them to build a new stadium and move. 
But the thing that I do wonder is this the second thing that really comes to mind is how far along do you think they actually are in this process? Because I agree with you. Like, more and more storylines keep coming out. They keep getting more and more people's opinion on this. They keep talking about how it's, like, moving along. But I just wonder, like, how far are they down this path? Because to me, what it feels like is Arlington Heights is like, yes, we would love to have you. We have an area here that we could use. And yep. basically, that's about as far as they've gotten. Like, we don't know how they're going to fund this stadium. You know, sometimes they do like those private public partnerships where the city will pay some and then like some yeah. billionaire will pay some and the team will pay some. Are the Bears going to sell the team? That's obviously part of this, too. I mean, you have to think like yep. now that would kind of all be packaged together is the way to make it happen. You have a lot of interesting like people in the fold that we've talked about before. Right. You've got like the Ryan family from Northwestern. A guy like Ken Griffith at the Citadel yep. could easily buy them. He could buy 10 NFL teams like Bezos. <laughs> but it does seem like maybe the sale of the team would be coupled with this, especially because I don't necessarily see the city being able to like fund that entirely by itself or even trying to do that. Yeah. So it is a little bit odd. I'm curious to see, like, like I said, how far along they actually are because I could see this being a situation that plays out for two years now. I mean, this could be some sort yeah. of ongoing storyline that just honestly ends up being another distraction that the Bears really don't need. Yeah. Um, but I do think no. the thing that's interesting is you got Justin Fields in. I mean, if you're Nagy, like if you're the GM, like if you're all these guys that are involved, like you're just you got to know that you're going to get fired after the season. <laughs> like the the reality is like yeah. I they're not going to sell the team, bring in a new owner, and keep all of you guys. They're not like, it's just not going to happen. Fields is solid, you know, and, yeah. and obviously he's the future of that organization. But it does kind of make me think maybe the Bears will lean a little more into Dalton. Like, I don't know exactly like what the plan is there, but yeah. I see the Bears, everybody getting canned. I see this being another distraction and then a nice reset that'll be good for the city. Hopefully that's what I think is probably yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, Nick, like how, where are they at in this process? I think they're very early on in this process. Yep. I think they saw the opportunity when Arlington Heights racetrack closed down and was going to go up for sale. And I think they saw that and said, hey, this could be a possibility for our franchise in the future. Now, I think the reason you're seeing so many storylines come up and people's opinions getting asked about it is because I do believe the Chicago fan base does want this to happen. Oh, yeah. Now, you have other things like the 2033 lease that they have with the Soldier Field in the city of Chicago. Now, do I think they could probably get out of that lease? Yes, I absolutely do. So, but I do still see this as, you know, this is probably going to be a one to seven year process. Oh, yeah. Because think about it. Not only do you have to actually come to the business decision as the Bears organization to buy Arlington, you have to get out of your lease, which is, can be expensive. You are, there is talks around selling the team, which maybe that could be coupled together. But there is a lot of uh, other business things that do need to get figured out. And not to mention the construction of a new stadium probably takes, you know, two years, maybe three, start to start to finish once you've solidified, hey, this is, this is, we have the plans and everything, you know, and going. But just to see that ball potentially moving in the right direction. And I, I 
think this storyline kind of dies off as closer to the year. But who knows? It could pick up steam, and it could be something that, you know, every every time something happens to the Bears at Soldier Field this year, yep. it probably will get brought up and be talked yep. about. You know, a missed field goal, you know, losing a game at the last second because a gust of wind took the ball on just outside the upright. You it know, what, it's going to be little things. It's going to be little things like that that fans are going to see and say, if we had this type of stadium or this, this wouldn't be a problem. Because for as much as Soldier Field has home field advantages, I think those what people would consider home field advantages work too much against the Bears to be advantages for them. Yes. You know, I think they're more there are more things to to overcome. Like the field being terrible is not an advantage for the Chicago Bears who are only playing on it on Sundays. Right, right. You know, they're not they're not going out there during the weekend and be like, oh yeah, we understand how the field plays. Right. It's like, no, you don't really. It's just a so, shitty field. Yes. Yeah. So so those are some of the things that uh you know I think you know we'll see with with the Bears organization. Now I did like look that. I did look um, to give people an idea. It says here that Cowboys Stadium, they broke ground um, in 2005 when they okay. built the new Cowboys Stadium. Yeah. And that stadium did not open until 2009. So that was about a okay. four year, a little under four years, um, it looks yeah. like, uh, that that process took. So just to give Bears fans an idea, you're 100% right. I mean... If if the Chicago Bears today decided they were moving to Arlington, we could be six or seven years away from that actually happening. So certainly not going to be an overnight situation. But four years is a while to build it. But for then sure. again, I mean, to build a stadium that big, I get it. You know, I definitely get it. Yeah, and now I'm looking up SoFi Stadium because that oh, one yeah. was yep. recent, um, breaking ground November 2016, and uh, opening in 2020. Yeah, so about four years. Same. So, yeah, about four years to build to build a nice new stadium, which, Hey, I think is good for bears fans to know so they can manage their expectations no doubt. on how quick of a process, something like this, you know, something like this could be. So we get it. A lot of people are tired of bears crying over soldier field, stuff like that. I think it's time to move on. We, we put a, you know, a nail in this coffin. We'll revisit it five to six years down the road no when either that's a stadium or that's not a stadium, but Nick, Derek Carr, of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. He, uh, he's, uh, adding a new job to his, or a new, I don't know how you would put this, a new job to his resume. Maybe, 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 but he's actually looking not only to be a quarterback, but he's looking to be the, you know, the recruiter or the headhunter for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh. And this man is targeting his old teammate, you know, someone who he's got in common with. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that are trying that, that need help that are, you know, short on labor. You see it all over with restaurants. You're seeing this take effect in the NFL now where you have NFL teams having their employees trying to recruit more players because there's such a labor shortage right now. Yes. And you're seeing Derek Carr, he said actively that he wouldn't mind playing with Devontae Adams. You know, we were once teammates. I'm going to be recruiting hard in the 2020 offseason to get Devontae down to Las Vegas. Now, if I'm Devontae, you know, you got, you got to obviously listen. You got to hear it. You got to be open to everything. Of course. And yeah, old, he was an old teammate of mine for sure. But 
I think once you go from playing with a guy like Derek Carr, who's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, right. to Aaron Rodgers, you know, I don't think you're going back to that old, uh, that old, I don't even want to say beat up junker, but like that old uh, 2012, you know, pre-owned yep. 60,000 mile car yep. that still has some upgrades, but it's not the, the Tesla or the Lambo or those things that you're used to now. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be interesting to see if uh, Devontae can get a deal done this season, this off season, or if he will enter free agency and test those markets. This is, uh, this is in my opinion, Derek Carr just saying things to say them. Like, in what world does Derek Carr actually believe that he, one of the two losingest quarterbacks in his first seven years all time, the only other one in the top two is his own brother. This man has lost and lost and lost and then repeatedly lost for seven straight years. In what world would Devontae Adams go from playing in two straight, we'll see about this year, potentially three straight NFC Championship games after this season, but he's at least played in two these last two. (laughs) In what world would that guy decide, you know what, I think I would like to go play with a guy who I am already familiar with. Yes, granted, he does know him. He's not a stranger. But a guy that he's already familiar with who has not been able to figure out how to win NFL football games in any way, shape, or form. I could understand if Devontae Adams was playing for a team like the Jaguars or the Jets or one of these teams that hasn't won in the last few years and he felt like the Raiders were an upgrade. But the reality is... Absolutely in no way, shape, or form would that make a whole (laughs) lot of sense. If anything, I would actually be far more inclined to believe that if Aaron Rodgers didn't come back to the Packers, that Devontae Adams would sign wherever Aaron Rodgers is. I think he's far more likely, like you said, to follow the guy he's he's the upgraded guy that he's played with, right? The guy that he's played with since leaving college that is the best, like the most talented quarterback the NFL has ever seen, if we're just talking pure talent. Yeah, I think that he's probably going to try to stick with that guy, wherever that guy's at. Derek Carr, just saying things to say them. I mean, what, like, yes, you're going to try to recruit Devontae Adams. I guess you will try, and you will probably fail. And if I'm wrong, once again, (laughs) I will eat my words, but I I really don't see that one panning out uh, the way that Derek Carr hopes that it will. Not to mention the other 15 quarterbacks between Aaron yes. Rodgers yes. and Derek Carr yes. that are also going to be vying for best wide receiver in the NFL. But, yes. I mean, good on Derek Carr getting out there and saying that. That shows that he wants to win. Obviously, if he could get a guy like Devontae Adams, that makes the Raiders incredibly better. And it yeah, gives him a really good asset to throw the ball to. Now, he did have a guy like Amari Cooper there. Who Amari Cooper was right was very good and still is. So you know he's had he's had some receivers there as of late that haven't been too notable or their names haven't been too big any superstars. Right. But they did have a guy like Amari Cooper with the Raiders. So um, it's not to say that he hasn't had any weapons, which is why he's the most losingest quarterback ever. Is it losingest? Um. I don't know. I don't Most know that that's. But, uh, we'll go with losing. It's, that feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels right. Most of, yeah. I mean, it feels accurate. He's lost a. Wrong. He's lost a ton of games. Like he at the yeah. end of the day, like I just why would here's the other one. Why would you go from Lafleur's offense, which is a young, creative play caller? <laughs> he's he's sort of uh, yeah. putting. He's he's running an offense that feels more like the the modern few NFL and uh, more contemporary yeah. offense. Let's just say than John Gruden. 
once again, why would he ever, like, I just, Derek Carr, you might try, but I, I, yep. I don't see a whole lot of success. You've tried to win a lot of football games in your career. Haven't had much success there. I don't know that uh, your attempts in recruiting are going to pan out exactly the way you want either on this one, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, seems super yeah. unlikely. And if we're, and, 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 if, and if we're wrong, we will eat our words. Like we will literally bake the words that we are saying into a cake, like, yep. and then we will eat that cake and, and therefore be eating our words and it'll be delicious. We will, we won't mind eating those words, right. but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's the case For because sure. uh, I just don't know if that's where. Devontae Adams would want to go in free agency. I mean, no, I get it. It's Vegas, and maybe there's an allure there, but I don't know if it's going to happen. But speaking of top talented receivers, Nick. Oh, yeah. You see our guy DT was hanging up the hanging up the cleats? Man. It, calling it a yep, day? Yep. It's uh, Demarius Thomas, the old Bronco yeah. himself. Retiring as a Bronco, very cool. Um, yeah. man, I'll tell you what, I went back and looked at a lot of his like uh, career. I read like an article of yeah. ESPN or somebody put it out, but he, uh, talked about all these different aspects of his career and I, you just, I kind of forgot how impactful he was. <laughs> he was, uh, with yeah. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning had that huge yep. year in Denver and then, uh, then he had that so-so year, but they won the Super Bowl, right? So like Demarius yep. Thomas was a huge part of all of that. Like he had a season where I think he something crazy like he caught like he had like 1500 receiving yards or something crazy he was like the guy that caught the the 509th touchdown pass from Peyton Manning I believe it was which was the all-time record mm. and like so he was like ingrained yeah. in that period of time in the Broncos organization he's an all-time Bronco in my mind I mean Super Bowl champ right all these things he um yeah I mean it's, it's pretty awesome second in receiving yards for the Broncos yo no doubt yeah he second in total Total receiving yards, I think he was third for for most completions with the Broncos. Um, but yeah, I, I I specifically remember him from fantasy football oh, yeah. because I remember those those first two years he really started lighting it up, and he was probably drafted in you know most fantasy leagues middle to like the end yep. of the draft. And I tell you what, that guy was a sleeper if you got him, you know, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's had a great career over his lifetime, and he's got the numbers to really show that he was a, you know, a pretty great wide receiver when yep. he was in the league, and definitely can do it. And I heard Peyton Manning actually came out and said, you know, Demarius Thomas was one of the better receivers, you know, one of the best that he has played with. And to come from a guy like Peyton Manning, oh yeah, that's got to feel good because Peyton Manning has played with some very talented receivers over the years, you know. Uh, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. I'm sure he probably played with T.Y. for a year or two, maybe. Or T.Y. might have got there after the Peyton years. Um, but Brandon Stokely, if you remember that name, you know, top-tier receivers. You know, Peyton Manning's seen it all. And to to be thrown into that category with those guys coming from a Peyton Manning has got to feel good. But also, Demarius Thomas. Hey, uh. great career, buddy. Go do some yeah, stuff man. after the football, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you come, you come hang out with us for a little bit. Oh, oh, I don't know. I would love it. it. It's an op. It's an opportunity for you after football. Just think about it. Get back to us. But we would probably be more than thrilled to have oh, you. Yeah. So, 
yeah. You know, that being said, Nick, mm-hmm. that being said, are you excited? Oh, oh, I know it. Yes, I am very excited. <laughs> I am very, very I'm excited. excited. Yes, I know exactly where you're because, going. Because I think this is something that every NFL fan should be excited for. And the fact that the NFL took it away for a couple years, to me, made no sense. Now, I know they were concerned about player safety, which is why they only allowed a player to have one helmet. Right. Even though they could have had two of the exact same helmets, just a different color on it. But, of course, I'm talking about the NFL saying you can have alternate uh, uniforms again with the throwback helmets. So that opens up a lot of different old uniforms for teams, you know. First ones that come to mind is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their creamsicle uniforms. You know, Patriots have some good old ones. The Tennessee Titans could do some. Hmm. Would the Tennessee Titans get the Houston Oilers throwback? Or would that be the Houston Texans? Oh, I guess it's the same. No, it'd be like the Colts, right? It'd be the Titans. Colts. The Colts would get the Baltimore Colts. The Ravens don't have a. Yeah, so it'd be like. The Ravens that, are just yeah, like yeah. one from before. There. Same yeah. idea there. The the Titans would get the Oilers, I believe. And then yeah, the I believe so just, too. Yes, I think that's how that would be. Interesting. Go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm excited about this because it's gonna it's gonna bring back some good looking uniforms, but also some ugly looking ones. Oh, and yes. I think you know which team I'm talking about with the ugly looking ones. And I will say, as a Packers fan, I'm not a huge fan of the Packers throwback. Now, yeah. I get down to it sometimes because, like, I'm a Packers fan. But I wish we could do a little better. I wish we could come up with a jersey this year that's, like, uniquely different. That's just an alternative jersey that in That'd 20 cool. years from now, we could be proud as Packers fans to throw on that uniform oh, yeah. as our throwback. But, I mean, that's far away. And, and uh, yeah, who are you, what team are you most excited to see back out there with their old throw bills i think the bills bills is the one okay. that i'm yeah. really excited about as a kid um they used to i believe they have uh they used to have red helmets that's like a big thing in buffalo they used yeah. to have these red helmets that are like unreal so i'm very excited about that um i also who did i see recently and i was like oh yeah they had like a pretty solid oh the chiefs chiefs is kind of awesome oh, like, okay. if you remember back to like the priest homes type like uniforms is more uh, like what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. I think you know what would be interesting would be the Seahawks. Remember they used to have those like a uh, gray like um didn't they have like a gray helmet like when they had Sean Alexander? They did. They yes, weren't, they, they did. were they leaning had, like, in the, the weird. They had the weird uh, Seahawk all the yep. way down the side of it. Yeah. Yep. See, I, so here's my question: Do you think that the NFL saw the success of the colorway jerseys? for the primetime games the last few years and how much people like those. And they were like, oh, maybe we do need to do a little bit more jersey stuff, helmet stuff, because the fans do seem well, to enjoy this. Yeah. I, I do think they probably did take that into account. But I think they also realized that you can give a guy two same helmets, and you know. I think I think they realized that, that that wasn't creating any more safety for the players. Yep. You know, by only having them have one helmet. So I think they realized that. I think they realized with the jersey sales. And I think they realized that the the alternative uniforms that were being left out, because you can only do a certain amount of things with whatever helmet you had, it just right. wasn't as fun 
as you saw when they were allowed to change the color of their helmet. And like, I understand player safety played a big, big part in that decision. And that's why they ultimately led to not being allowed you to change your color of your helmet. But I think they realized and smartened up and being like, Hey, we do have a big opportunity here. Very much like touchdown celebrations and, and things of those nature that, you know, were taken out of the game to a certain point, but then really over the last couple of years have been opened up and, and more celebrated. And it's stuff like that, that I'm very excited to see that the NFL taking positive steps to, you know, bring some aspects into the game that fans actually really do enjoy. And these alternative uniforms or these throwback uniforms are something that, especially, you know, for younger fans watching now to see those old uniforms that they may have never seen. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh my God, they wore, they wore those ugly things. They're like, dang, those are super awesome. Why yeah. don't they bring those back every year? You know? So this, this ultimately will be a good thing for the NFL oh, yeah. and for the fans and the players too. Cause I think the players get behind, you know, those uh, throwback uniforms just as much. Oh yeah. I love it. I think that's, it's, it's become such a part of the culture nowadays. Like the, the fashion of the leagues, both on and off the field, on and off the court, right? You just see it everywhere. You've seen a lot of uh, baseballs doing it right this year, a little bit more. Yep. I love to see it. This is, this could arguably be the best rule change the NFL has had in a long time, changing this rule back to now you can do it. Like it's going to be yeah. pretty awesome. I'm really excited to see like how it all plays out. And I think it'll probably keep, um, I think they'll get a lot of momentum from this. Like, what will end up happening is they'll see yeah. the success of it. They'll see how much the fans like it. And for the NFL, this is honestly a drop in the bucket. I mean, for them to just – they're met, you, you, these guys are yeah. wearing a new uniform every week. This isn't high school football. They're not taking it home and washing it. Like this is like – you know, they kind of <laughs> know what they're doing with this. They change uniforms all the time anyway. Um, and so yeah. for them to be able to kind of – like I said, drop in the bucket for them to have really cool, unique uniforms five, six, seven different times a year is super cool. Yeah. And it allows those teams to like pay homage or, you know, pay tribute to like the old players that were on those teams. You know, we starting to see a lot of guys in the NFL talking about philosophy and, and things like that, like that old culture, you know, the, uh, the guys that came before you, you know, you're standing on the shoulders of giants essentially. Yep. So it is, it is a nice thing for those teams to be able to, to look back in the past and be like, Hey, we're wearing these jerseys. We want to honor these guys type of thing. Remember the people that, Hey, did come before us and didn't have these nice helmets and, you know, did just get brain damage left and right. Yep. And they never had a chance. So this is a good move on the NFL. I'm excited for it. I think the fans are excited. I know you're excited for it. Of course. Of course. And uh, I think that's all that really matters no to be honest at the end of the day. No doubt, man. That's what we're about but, here at uh, FanCast, right? about the fans yeah. you know it's yeah it's uh yeah it's it's a beautiful tuesday a lot of a lot of good stuff happening around the league you know a lot of a lot of things that are are positive the positive takeaways i think you know we're finally done talking about the chicago bears um all the throwback helmets and uniforms are coming back so i mean Derek carr has no chance in recruiting Devonte adams yeah. but he's gonna give it a shot anyways yeah. and you know what Tom Brady was close to becoming a saint. It just it it's a it's a unique news story, and you have a guy retiring and Demarius Thomas and going to pursue his life after football, which is exciting. Wish him nothing but the best. And you know what the beautiful thing is, Nick, about this this beautiful news story? What is it? 
it's going to continue into tomorrow. And we're going to have a bunch of more news stories for the people at home surrounding the NFL to get excited for. And I'm happy about that. And we'll probably be back the same time tomorrow is what I imagine. Uh, me too. I'll, uh, I'll see you here. I'll meet you here. <laughs> we'll meet you guys here tomorrow too. Until then, uh, adios. Yeah. See you guys later, jabronis. <laughs>